baby on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling, cooling with the gang, cooling with the gang, Cooley in the gang. Baby on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling, cooling with the gang. Coolin' with the gang, coolie in the gang Nothing better than a professor, watch him cook up coolin' Big G, can't forget my nigga Mike Coolin' Keep it high like a pot of carrot, sweet as Mayberry Question is, is she single? We'll find out when I call and I be geeking off G Laughing till I'm nauseous, cause she ain't, they goin' all in Leaving no stones unturned, no topic untouched They love the cuss and they fuck shit up Brother, I keep my money right, make sure you keep that money right Make sure you keep that money right. Clam share, keep the jewelry tight. Make sure you keep it. We on weekly. Make sure you peep it. Matt King state of mind, the best kept secret. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So do it. Introduce it. The gang and Mike Cooling. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling. Cooling with the gang. Cooling with the gang. Cooley in the gang. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling. Coolin' with the gang, coolin' with the gang, coolie in the gang. You are tuned into the Coolie and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. See what I did there? I added a little bit of the razzmatazz to the end of the uh, intro. Y'all see that? Did yeah, a little, little hand clap. Yeah, little thing, thing. Hit the hand clap. Uh, good evening. How y'all doing? I saw uh, the professor just left down the Avenue kitchen. Yeah. We didn't think you was going to make it, but it would have been an issue if you didn't because you ain't had to broadcast your blatant disrespect for time as far as the gang is concerned, but I digress. Mayberry, thank you for um, showing up on time Looking beautiful, eating all the kids' snacks. Wait a minute. See, that's what happened off air. And you try to put all my business on there, and it's not the kids' snacks. I said I eat with kids' snacks. So it was something that I was eating that I felt like you would judge me on and say, that's a kid's snack. So what was so, it? You still didn't tell me what it was. You should. I would have answered your ass, ass off. I would have answered your ass when we wasn't live. It was string cheese. Now you go. Now you go. String my cheese called? What's it called? Um, what's that string cheese called? Polio string cheese. Polio. She was eating some of that polio. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what it was. I knew it. I heard the thing about. It. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, what's up, Linwood? Celebrated his um, anniversary last. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I celebrated his anniversary last week, and now he is um back with us. He must have got it put on him all them years, boy. I hear you now. Shout out to, shout out to the boss. Um, it's been a good week. I'll tell you all that, uh, Professor. What are you reading right now? The Rational Mail. The Rational Mail. That's what's up. You definitely inspire me when it comes to uh, making sure I read more. Um. You know, you use a lot of nice words on the show, and I like to try to keep up. Don't gas him. <laughs> Don't gas him. I like to keep right. up you know, biblical terms that you use on a daily basis to rationalize the issues that we address on a more astrocentric dialysis. You know what I'm talking about? Dialysis. Okay. Yeah, you know. What in the? Can you not? I just want to keep up. Mm. So I've been reading more. I've been doing like a hour, thirty minutes a day. Okay, that's good. That's real good. Yeah, I ordered um 
that Powernomics book and I ordered another one of Dr. Claude Anderson's books. They came last week. So I just started that. I'm on like chapter two of Powernomics. Yeah, I actually got that saved in my Amazon thing. When I get close to done this, I'm going to order that. Yeah, that's what I'm reading now. I, um, I like I don't like uh, paperback books for some reason. I'm like if it only comes in paperback, like I really hate mine. And I don't know what I don't know why that is. I really like hardback. You, books. You, know you can cover you can get a cover for it and it'll then be a hard book. For real? They got all types of stuff out here. I didn't know that. Oh, OK. Brother Nance is here. What's up, family? How y'all feeling? Rudy, I like that hat, boy. As you getting older, boy, you're looking more and more like your daddy, boy. Your daddy gave you flavor, boy. <laughs> gave you some flavor, man. I ain't gonna lie, boy. Your daddy, he, 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 was, a, he was a pretty slick guy. Yeah, thanks. He was a pretty slick guy, but the more you're aging, boy, you're looking like your daddy. But how y'all doing, Coolie and the Gang? Not bad. Um, so you, you got a, a, a book situation going on. Yeah, you already know I'm always doing something positive out here in the community. So, you know, um, a few, like maybe last year, or I think it was like 2019, right before the pandemic happened, or right at the, right when the pandemic happened, what, the end of 2019 or beginning of 2020? I can't remember. Uh, it was like towards the end of 2020. No, it's been almost a year now, right? It's been over a year. Yeah. But yeah, but anyway. So, so, so anyway, like right when the pandemic had started, I had started this, um, this thing called I Can Write, I Am a Scribe, um, a program I started. It both have been for boys and girls to write like how they go from, from trauma to triumph, like their views of what they have going on in their minds on the chaos that's happening in their community. Because a lot of times people that are talking about all the violence or things that's happening in the community, they don't even live in these communities. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they don't even really know what's even going on with the youth or with anybody. They just having ideas of what they think. You know what I'm saying? Instead of uh -huh. what it actually is. So we created a book. Um, it was three young ladies. It wound up being three young ladies. Um, and the most powerful thing about the whole piece was the young ladies really wasn't like the best of friends. Like they really didn't get along when they was in school like that. But to watch them form a sisterhood over sharing their, you know, intimate thoughts, you know, what I mean, you know, writing is therapeutic. And, you know, I had a grant from shout out to the health department in B City for the grant that helped me spearhead the project. Shout out to my creative director too, Mama Keenan, for helping me out um, in, the, in the process. Um, and so the book, this is the cover. Okay. Voices yeah, in man, my Yep, it's available on Amazon, um, Voices in My Head by uh, Jayla West, Kelasia Williams, and uh, Michaela Jones um, by the I Can Write, I'm a Scribe. And my, another beautiful thing is I was able to make the publishing under my grandmother's name. So it was under Peggy's Publishing House. So this is Granny's first book um, that's published under her name. Um, so it's one, it's inspired the young people that they can see that they can be an author um you know at a young age mind you these girls was in the eighth grade they all in the ninth well they're in the 10th grade now um but when they wrote the book they was in the eighth grade so the books just came in yesterday um it was a long process um but we're going to go on a real nice book tour um the goal is to sell it to school so this is a program so it's like a journal it's a poetic journal so you have like lessons in there where, where you can reflect on the poems you know what i mean um i know my camera a little janky um but then you got the, the lessons for like the teachers, you know what I'm saying? Like 
the teachers can do different things with the, with the book. So, you know, like I said, again, everything that I do always is about innovative and creating things that's going to outlive me. You know what I mean? And so this this is an artifact now. So now we have an artifact that we can go ahead. Now I don't have to wait for no more grant money because now I have a tangible product that can fund the program without grant money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's really the the the, the true goal. So, you know, they talk about things from um, their physical body and how men look at them like objects and how I make them feel. You know what I'm saying? And hearing that from from little girls in the eighth grade, how they don't want to walk to school past a certain store because of this, but why should she give up her power, this, that, and the third, you know what I mean? Like, and to be led by not only uh, a strong sister, but to have a strong brother lead the program. They kept talking about that too. Like how, you know, it felt good to have like a, a male figure in their life that wasn't even, you know, not their dad or anything like that, but just showing up as a good human. You know what I'm saying? Like, and little girls need uh, attention from men just like little boys need attention from girls from their mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it's, it's, it's called balance. You know what I mean? And so to have these young ladies pour their heart into this book, um, I'm excited just to hit the ground running with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, anything I do, I'm going all the way to the moon with it. Like, I, I'm okay. not playing with it. Like, you're going to see this book in, in all, all the schools across the country. Like, I'm going to take these girls on the tour. You know what I mean? Like, and, and we're not playing with it. So this year, I'm writing a, another book with the current eighth graders at the school. You know what I'm saying? So every year, we're going to write a book. Every year, we're going to write a book that the kids own. I mean, they're part of the ownership, but they, the good, the beautiful part about it is they can order as many books as they want to resell on their own. You know and I'm saying, I don't make no money off of that. You know what I'm saying? They get it at cost. What I pay for it, they get it produced. You know what I'm saying? Like, so again, showing them business, it ain't just about a tangible product. It's it's the whole process of leveraging grant funding to produce and put you in position to keep powering forward. So that's what's really economic. That's what it's about. If you don't have power, you don't have nothing. You know what I mean? If you don't have power, you can't influence anything. That's why nothing has changed. We have influencers, but they're not controlled by their own power. You know what I mean? Like they are controlled by power higher than them. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's about acquiring power, man. Like, and, and that's what it's all about. Well, shout out to Linda Laney. Um, she is actually a friend of the show and she's actually been on the show with us and um, we hope to have her back on co-hosting. She is actually a teacher in um, the Houston area. So hopefully um, maybe we can um, put something together. You know, she does a lot like um, things for her class and um, she just had, I think she has another drive right now. She's trying to do some stuff. So you, you both are on the same page when it comes to our youth. So I'd like to try to put that together too. Hey, I would love, I would love to connect with the sister in Houston because every young Brown kid's story is the same. And no matter what city you are from, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're a Brown kid living in America, your story is the same. You know what I mean? So to hear perspectives from different people. And that's why I said putting the youth in position to let their voices be heard. They don't want to keep hearing from people my age and talking about the past and how it used to be. Like they want to know how to solve what's going on currently and how to move through what, what they're seeing and what they're viewing. Not how we, we're not viewing it the same way they're viewing. Like I know a shoot isn't killings going on in Baltimore, but I'm not in that world. So it don't impact me like it impact everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't hang with people that's in that world. So it doesn't impact me. Anything it impact me just on the human aspect. You understand what I'm saying? No doubt. So where is the book? Let people know one more time where they can find the book. Well, they can find the book. The book is live on Amazon right now. You know, Voices in My Head. 
um, the I Can Write, I'm a Scribe program. Um, they can purchase it from me directly. Um, you know, with the first 200 copies, the girls get 25 copies a piece. Um, I'll give out, giving out 25 to the community or actually probably, uh, yeah, 25 to 30 to the community, um, like the school community. And then the rest we take into the, um, to the streets. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's what's up, brother. That new song Academy, they can purchase it at the juice bar, legendary lifestyle cafe. You know what I mean? At 1301 North Broadway. Um, you know, they can get it multiple ways. You know, support is everything. You know what I mean? Support is everything. You know what I mean? Support is everything. But this is a t when y'all get the book, you're going to love it. You know what I mean? You're going to love it. It's a, it's a very, um, if I wasn't driving, I'll read you a piece. But matter of fact, I'm going to read you a piece, all right? I can read too, yo. You ain't know that? I can read. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yo, a lot of people can't read out here in this world, bro. So this joint called I'm Just a Kid. How is it that every day I have to worry? Worry about my safety or my freedom? I got to plan my route before I even walk out the door. I had to walk past all those men. Maybe I should use another street, but I don't want to feel like that anymore. I'm ready for change. I want to be happy. I want to feel safe. I don't want to worry about having to walk to the corner store. For a store that hasn't changed. And I, and I will never change to stay safe. Raised on, don't let nobody put their hands on you. Wouldn't and don't want anyone to. Wouldn't want people to touch me unnecessarily. Unfortunately, it happened. And what can we really do but try to avoid it? Some girls try to get attention. They want men to touch them, feel them, notice them. But I don't like it when people touch me at all. Dear Baltimore, our young women shouldn't have to fear and avoid our young men. Is, is this the world you want your children to live in? Stop making our queens feel the need to dress a certain way, to be seen more, to be seen less. Dear men, where's your respect? Where's the love? How many times will we have to get hurt, touched by wide-eyed stares and disrespectful drooling mouths of men? I don't feel safe, and honestly, none of us do. That's a girl, yo, in the eighth grade, bro. I'm just a kid. Well, I'm getting in trouble right now, Wall. Tell her mind I've been this. I'm wife, a professional. The wife don't like you driving and reading, yo. I'm a professional. She don't want to hear I that. Do <laughs> I do lots of things behind. I do lots of things behind the wheel in oh. technology. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like, let me stop playing. You know what? Reading and driving is a little dangerous, children and people of the Cooley and the Gidang show. He don't even know. <laughs> well, um, it's available on Amazon. Voices hmm. in my head. So please go out, go and support um, these uh, young these young people. Period. Um, we talk about it on the, all the, on the show a lot. Um, you know, trying to understand the young people, even though I, I do throw my shots every once in a while, but this is a beautiful product project. And, um, I hope, uh, we see it do great things and I'll definitely get oh, you too. Ain't no hope. Ain't no hope, baby. Ain't no hope. We don't do no hoping around here. You fix your words, brother. I, I hope I might not be here, but so I, I, I hope no, you say when you say when it, you say, you say when it does great things, you know what I mean? And if you hope that you're around to see it, that's what you want to speak over your life. But I'm that's saying, I said, I, said, I, my book. I said, I hope to see it do good things. I hope to see it do good mm, things. Mm, mm, mm. 
no, no, no. It's bold to say when I see it do great things, my brother. I would hope to still be here to witness it. You dig? That's what I said. Rudy, hey, professor, professor, am I lying, professor? Words of power. Rudy, no. Who gonna check Cooley? <laughs> That's what is saying. Oh, you ain't got no choice. Uh, everybody take a second, hit that share button, hit that heart, hit that love. Um, it's only it's only free. It doesn't take a second. Just hit it doesn't take much from you. Just hit that second, hit that uh button <laughs> and um <laughs> and share, share, share. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the cooling the game. Shout out to everybody that's joining us on IG on Instagram live. Um, when you come in, at least say hey, say what's up so we can shout you out because we appreciate you just stopping by, whether or not it's um for a minute or second, it doesn't matter. We appreciate the support, period. Um, <laughs> what's wrong? Huh? Standing is funny as I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to ignore it sometimes, but it's, it's impossible. Hey, uh, so, uh, Brother Nance, uh, I know you're on your way to class, so I know you're going to drop off on us eventually. But uh, no, I, got about, I got about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get this rundown started. Um, y'all have been sending me um stories like um, yo, y'all send me stories up until the point to where the show's about to start. Who is this y'all? Why do you keep trying to do this shit on on April? Like, and and I'll be having everything live. Then y'all send me something. I'm like, damn, I want to squeeze that in. So I did grab some of it, but um, I don't know which one of y'all sent me this. Um, did y'all see that? Um, well, y'all probably didn't see it, but um, somebody had posted on like uh one of those uh. What you call them sites that um candy has a restaurant candy bears i didn't realize that and um in that restaurant she charges for ice yeah i saw it yeah she she charges for ice but is alkaline ice is it alkaline ice no nah, this just some regular put it in the put a little water in the freezer and let it harden ice um so it was on the neighborhood talk and um somebody posted and said this is my second attempt to patronize your restaurant it's called uh, Blaze Steak and Seafood. The first time I was overcharged for cheese and margarita ice. I am very upset that I had to pay $4 for effing ice and my mixed hen and coke drink and another $8 for a Red Bull. I pride myself on eating at black-owned restaurants. In fact, I budget $300 a month toward this and often overspend. But y'all have lost your rabid-ass minds just overcharging. <laughs> Fix this ghetto ass shit. So, on the receipt, it was two Hennessy's for thirty dollars. Uh, it says two rocks for four dollars, one cheeseburger for one cheeseburger fry for fifteen, and one Red Bull for eight dollars. And it came out to be seventy-two dollars and fifty-eight cents. Um, I mean, that's, a, that's about so right. So, for, for what? Four or $5 for ice? How much was that? $4 for ice. So if it was two drinks, so it must have been $2. Ice was $2 a piece for the ice. So now, but this is, now it's not even going to be YOB. It's going to be bring your own ice? Yeah, I don't, I've never been charged for ice. That's well, <laughs> next time you say, hold the ice. I don't need no ice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, fact. I mean, but everything else, the price was on point. I mean, yeah. the prize was 15. I mean, the drink was about whatever. 
drink was. Like, I mean, what they expect to spend? Like, I mean, that, that Henny, that, that straight Henny on the rocks was about fifteen dollars. Is that the going rate for Hennessy now? I, I, don't, I don't drink Hennessy, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just alcohol in general. Like, is that like, is that about right? It depends on where you go at. Okay. Everything has kind of gone up. <clears throat> um, if you go in like the little hole in the wall spots, you might get a shot nowadays for about eight dollars, maybe ten dollars, something like that. Twelve more likely. But you know, like Sagamore is one spot I know is definitely fifteen to twenty dollars a shot. Um facts. An ounce, an ounce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of places now are trying to do fifteen to twenty dollars. I just I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday saying that I think party promoters uh don't well I think people think that everybody hasn't realized that parties are now costing forty and fifty dollars to get in there. They just snuck the price up on party tickets. Shannon said she had a twenty five dollar shot Saturday. What the hell was you drinking? Next to asses we charge the phone you paper yeah. straws. Well what they so and and I, I think a good question with this is we always talk about supporting black business. And you know, obviously this person is I, I mean, I don't know what you expect. I mean, black businesses are held to the same standards as any other business. They got overhead, um, you know, they got staff, you know. So if this if these prices are right along the lines of other restaurants in the general area where candy is, I can't really argue with. I mean, what she's supposed to do. So um, I went to a, a restaurant, a black a, stab, a black restaurant yesterday, a black owned restaurant, or at least that's what I was told yesterday. And I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, I think it was probably, if not the worst experience I've had, it's definitely up there. And I don't plan on going back. And see, here's my thing. I don't support black business just to say I support black business. Just like you said, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't tolerate certain certain things from white establishments, Asian, whatever, then I'm not going to tolerate it from uh, black or my people as well, just because I want to say I'm supporting black business. I think that's that's stupid when you're spending your money. They're not giving it to me for free. And in most cases, <laughs> most cases, they are charging premium prices in a less than premium with a less than premium atmosphere. Now, I'm one of those people that I'm not really, I'm not really a person that's gonna bargain shop when it comes to eating or enjoying myself. If I want to do it, I'm gonna do it. If I ain't got it, I won't do it. But come on, man, we gotta be serious about some things. Some things just don't make any kind of sense, and you and you trying to get over. I actually took a picture. I mean, I can't I can't show it on here, but I took a picture of what the person I was with was eating or, or ordered. It was twenty two dollars for a piece of salmon that was about the size of, if you take three of your fingers and hold them together, that's about the size of the salmon. And it looked like the rice, somebody took their fingers and, and did like this and sprinkled it on the, on the uh, plate. The, the, the um, macaroni and cheese looked like all the cheese was at the bottom of the, of the little cup. And then the greens had some, some, I don't know what the hell that shit was that was in the greens, but either way, we waited 15 minutes to get served. By the time the person came out, they took the orders. They didn't have 
any wine at all in the entire place. However, they have a fully stocked bar. They bought the drinks out. The drinks were wrong. And, you know, I just said to myself, you know what? <clears throat> One thing I've noticed about our businesses um, or, or, or people of color, when they have these types of business, they make sure that they have all of the outer extremities and forget the most important piece, which is customer service. Thanks. You have a fully stocked bar with every last drink you can think of and no fucking bartender. Or you'll have a chef in the back that is that has cooked for the gods, but won't have no waiters. And and, and the shit is, is always baffling to me. Like, like why, why is that so difficult? Why, why is it so hard to make things comfortable for people that you want to come and patronize. I went to this place, they had TVs. There was no such thing as a bad seat in the spot, right? But you ain't getting no service. Nobody's coming to, coming to wait on you. you you're going to be sick. I ordered two drinks at one time just because I knew that the waiter wasn't coming back no time soon. And guess what he did? Bought me one fucking drink. <laughs> yo. I Damn, I'm sorry for your experience, bro. I never send food back. Ever. I just told somebody, yo, me personally, what I do is if I don't like the business, that's just me because I understand food services. I was in food services at a younger age. So I understand certain things. And as a, a single owner or, or as a a, a, uh, a small business trying to get by and you got food, what people don't understand is that cost of food. They can't get that shit back. If, if it's no good or you don't use a person doesn't use it, that's a loss. Thanks. I don't Thanks. mind. Spending the money and not eating it or spending the money and not liking it and saying, hey, you know what? I won't patronize these people anymore. However, I'm not going to send it back. But they bought my salad out wrong. So I had to send the salad back. The girl didn't like her food. She wanted to send hers back. So I said, you know what? Don't even bring the salad back out. Go ahead and just take all the food off. We're going to pay for both of these drinks. And we left. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I just don't like that. Like, that's that's craziness to me. Hey, hey, did you post a picture of that food? Hell no, I didn't post that shit. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I just thought, saw a picture of some salmon and I thought, okay. I did post some salmon? I might did that by accident, yo. No, no, no. It might not have been you. I, I don't <laughs> be mixing with you. Just something else. Don't be um, accidentally yeah, posting stuff. Don't do that. Yeah, no. And and it's not all, but I mean, like, you know, and, and the first thing you see, because, you know, holiday season is coming, you know. And um, the one thing we want to do on this show is, you know, start promoting businesses, you know, to help you. You know, we want to do our part to contribute and help you get some of this holiday traffic. But at the same time, you know, if we bring you on here. You know, I don't want one of these stories right here. So um, so definitely um, if you know a good um, black owned business, um, please uh, connect us with them so uh, we can start setting our line up going into the holiday season so we can, you know, play our part and you know keeping this black dollar generating in our community uh harif said i'm not taking that l fuck that well we know there's been a lot of been some furniture moving up in there herb i hate to see them dragging you out of there over uh sprinkle some rice and some salmon don't want that to happen now um yeah but we definitely um i don't even like saying do better because it's not everybody I don't no, think do better is, I don't think do better is the right word. I think you just need be more conscious. I think you really need to be more conscious and take criticism. Like I, a lot of people can't take criticism. 
You know what I'm saying? Even constructive. Let's say a lot of people can't take constructive criticism. They 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 feel uh, they take it more as disrespect. And I think you should be able to take some sort of constructive criticism. And if you're giving constructive criticism, do it in the right way. You know, right. you ain't got to stand on top of the table and, you know, broad, like, you know, pull somebody up on the side, you know, whisper in their ear, like, hey, you know. Yeah, it's 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 rough out here. Um, and I understand that. But I also understand that there are going to be circumstances that are out of people's uh, person's control. And then some things people can control. And that scenario right there could have been controlled. I watched the waiters walk around. Um they knew that they had tables in a particular area. In my mind, I said, you know what? If I was the, the host up at the front desk, I would make sure that they pull those seats next time we do a, an event. Because for some reason, those seats where they are, no one is, is paying attention to that particular area or hire a particular person to deal with that particular area. Like there were more than, there were two people there. there were, I mean, well, there were two tables there that didn't see anybody for 15 minutes. No, I'm not exaggerating. It was definitely at least 15 minutes that nobody came overboard any menus or asked us what we wanted to drink or anything. And I'm sure you was looking, I'm sure you was looking like money. I'm sure you, I'm sure you was looking like new money. I'm sure you weren't looking like you ain't had no money. <laughs> you, know and, he had uh, a, you know he had a fresh brim on. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And then they treated a man that got a couple dollars messed up. I, I feel you, bro. I feel you on that. But you know, I had experience like that at a black. A, a black uh, restaurant before, you know what I mean? And I even tried to talk to the owner and the dude tried to carry me like I was trying to get a free meal. I had to let the brother know, like, yo, I'm a business owner like you, bro. I was just letting you know, bro, like, what you did was wrong, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to give me no money back. I'm not trying to get no discount. None of that. Like, why do you have to be ignorant and pull out money and be like, bro, I got money? Like, who wants to do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you That's know, I was I, about being able to take constructive criticism. You have to as a know, business owner. You have to. Like, I had a lady the other day that called in, right? We are launching our, our online platforms next week. So, of course, our website is not up to date. We have a phone number, but the phone not hooked up. So I told her, I explained to her. I listened. I didn't take it no personal way. I was like, ma'am, I, I said, thank you for all your questions. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're doing. This is the process. See, we didn't want to have things up and rolling. She was explaining why she was asking the questions. I was like, well, you know, you can take my direct number and you can call if you want to order your, you know, place your order before you come in and we'll have it ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the customer is, that's one thing that we proud ourselves on at Legendary is making sure that we hire people that not, we don't have people that work for us. We have people that work with us. That's the difference. And when you got people working with you, they're going to put the same care love and energy that you put into it you know what i mean because when you're making food and, and and products that people consume that's an energy thing you know what i'm saying that's an energy thing so i'm just blessed and fortunate that i hit it out the park on my my, my highest that i hired you know what i mean and because i'll be at work and i get text messages and phone calls from friends that visit space and be like yo the food is consistent staff is friendly yo bro y'all doing a good job you know what i mean so that makes me feel good as a business owner to be able to be away from the business, you know what I mean? And, and, and to have your team, you know, put in that same care that Rudy's talking about, you know, when Rudy or somebody come in the spot, we, we bring the food, we bring, we bring out your food to you. And we're not even a fully sit down restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just about creating an experience. So, you know, that's one thing that, you know, we pride ourselves on. So Rudy, I understand exactly what you're saying, bro. Like, 
you know, you'll have all the outer stuff looking good, but the service is poor or the food is bad or, you know, the it, it, I've had those experiences. So, you know, I, like Mike said, as a business owner and not as just a black business, just be a good business. Whether you black, white, cream or green, like just be a good business, support good business. You know what I mean? And so again, that's what we pride ourselves for, man. Yeah, man. Legendary Juice Cafe. What's the address? Legendary Lifestyle Cafe. Sorry, Legendary Lifestyle Cafe. What's the address? 1301 North Broadway. 1301 North Broadway. Yeah, Baltimore, Maryland. So make your way down there. I will this weekend when I get in town. Hey, I'm man. I'm, you know, you know, we appreciate all the love and energy that's been coming through, man. I just wanted to say thank y'all for having me on the show. Um, I'm just arriving to class. You know, you always got to stay educated, adding things to your toolbox. You know what I mean? Um, and so I just wanted to say thanks again, man. Keep doing y'all thing. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate it, brother Nance. In the building. Peace and power to the people. Um, so uh, another story that I got was from, um, this is out of Baltimore. So um, there's a, a lot of controversy over a street sign back home. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this news report. Hopefully it came out the way that I wanted it to. Guess who's going to jail tonight? Hmm. Hmm. I'll go going to jail. Oh, my goodness. Hmm? Oh, we can't play that video. We're going to have to move on to the next one. That file ain't <laughs> said you're right. Guess you about to play some uh, pornography. No, nah, it was um, it was the street sign over in Pigtown that um the neighbors uh um complained about. They named the street after a murder victim who was an alleged drug dealer, and a lot of the the neighborhood and um I'm assuming there's people from the neighborhood, um people in the community are upset the fact that you know they named the street as someone that was contributing allegedly contributing to the violence and the disruption uh -huh. of the area. Um. I'm sorry, I can't play the video. It, uh, I guess the way it's saved on uh, my phone, it won't, uh, it won't upload. I might be able to do it another way. But um, what do y'all? How y'all feel about that? So I, I think I know what you're talking about. He had like a nickname up there too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> this is back to what we've been talking about for a while about the cancel culture, about the fact that this is not going to be one-sided. A lot of times we have been um, on the upside of. Yeah, I can hit. You did? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So on the upside of cancel culture, but we're starting to see the other end of that spectrum. We're starting to be, and, and I don't know if this guy is black or white, but I'm just, just pointing out a fact that we are starting to be on the side of that cancel culture. We're, we're starting to be the ones that they're going to, that people are going to say, Hey, well, you guys were complaining about this, but what about this? Um, let's pull this down too, because you do realize that this person did X, Y, and Z. Now I'm going to just, I'm going to just give you an example of something. And I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with this and, and I'm not going to say that I agree with it either. I'm just giving you an idea of what I mean by that, by, by something like that. Go ahead. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to let you finish your statement. So we were talking about this. Remember when we had the issues with the statues about the statues that were uh, uh, slave owners, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, and the Confederate flag. We had issues about that. Well, what if we had, well, there is a statue of Harriet Tubman somewhere. What if they said that Harriet Tubman was shooting slave owners, killing people, and we want to take that statue down? Do they have a valid complaint? Depends on who's the one sitting on the, on the, on the uh, bench when that conversation comes up. They could say, yeah, you do have a valid complaint. And could you really argue it? No, you can't. And I know I know what people are going to say. They're going to say that's different. She was protecting herself. She was standing for justice and peace. But do we have justice now for us? No. Do we have peace now for us? No. So because we don't have those things in place, that's not that's not going to be a valid argument. They're going to say the same thing that we said. Take it down. And you're going to have this stuff happening all across the world. Now, I'm not saying stop the fight. Because some things and some things that are around do need to come down. Some things do need to change. But we also have to be be prepared for the fact that it's going to be a tick for tack thing. It's not going to be one way. It's never one way. We want it to go one way, the way that we see it, but it never works quite that way. And we just have to be prepared for that. All right, let's go ahead and run it. For a street sign, which neighbors insist has no business being there. Jeff Abel, live tonight with that story for us. Jeff? You know, throughout this city, there are street signs, and then there are ceremonial signs, signs that look much like this one. But in Pigtown tonight, one of these signs that recently went up is coming right back down. On this block of Pigtown, residents have long complained about the drugs and drug dealers who have poisoned the area. But it was a street sign that the city posted last month that left them speechless. I was driving down Washington Boulevard and I was in absolute disbelief when I saw. The ceremonial street sign honored Anthony Covington, a 27-year-old who was shot and killed on this block last year. Online, friends describe him as a God-fearing family man who loved everyone but residents in the community called him something else. He wasn't a community member, he sold drugs there. When somebody has a dollar sign as part of their name, there's a problem. Court records show Covington was convicted four years ago of distributing narcotics. Today, neighbors who were too scared to show their face were insisting the city's newest sign goes too far. There is a lot of families with children there. That's not something to glorify. With $150, most anyone can apply for a ceremonial street sign, but it must be approved by a number of city agencies, including the mayor's office. In a statement, city transportation officials called this sign an oversight from our right-of-way division, saying the ceremonial street sign will be removed tomorrow. And moving forward, the department will revamp the ceremonial street sign program and introduce new and specific requirements for eligibility. But in Pigtown, neighbors say it's one more sign of these troubled times. It's unconscionable. So when a neighborhood is up and coming, how's it going to up and come when this is okay? All right. So um, that was a video we were trying to get to. Bruh. He has right. a point, though. He has a point. The, the unfortunate part is that we, that we a lot of times forget that's somebody's baby, though. That's somebody's, somebody's son that died and that may have gave, given that mother or that father or whoever or that brother or sister some sort of um comfort mm -hmm. knowing that their son had their name put up you know on the block that they lived on or hung around or whatever however that scenario went so now you're talking about taking it down it puts them 
it puts that parent back into a feeling of unrest. If you weren't going to do it, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. But now that this happened, here we go. Now it's going to get taken down. Now it's going to be some ill feelings. Now it's going to be some conversation. It's just a whole bunch of unnecessary shit that, you know what I mean, should have been dealt with from the beginning. But here we are. And again, you can't, you, you can't be mad at the direction of things because this is the same thing that we asked for when it's the other way around. Yeah, I don't know. Um, somebody fucked up. And uh, I, I agree with you. Like, if you fucked, I think it at least should have stayed up a little while longer. But I don't know. Who know who says that the man didn't change his life? You know, what he once was might not have been who he was at the time he was killed. Um, but if I mean, that's the requirement, then there should have been an investigation of some sort. The requirement, it seems like it was only $150. <laughs> like right. That's that's what so if it's a requirement and it's $150, it doesn't say you have to have a good credit score. Yeah. It doesn't oh, say yeah, you have to right. have a clean criminal uh, background. Mm -hmm. It does not say, hey, you had to have a 3.0 GPA. So what are we measuring it against? And then what says, hey, no, we can't. And then you take it back. So whatever the requirement was or whatever met the need that we produced the sign, the sign should stay up. If they didn't want to and they were going to pull it back, then they should have done their due diligence from the beginning before they even awarded the, the street sign. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I think now that it's up, they should just leave it up and going forward. Correct. Do something different. Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the right thing to do. But see, again, we, we're in this culture where we got to do, Can't we got to react to stuff right away. And we got to mm -hmm. show that we are being, uh, we're listening to the community. The community has spoken and probably nobody has fought against it because most people don't know how to do this shit. So they just, they're going to, they're going to take it down and, and that's going to be the end of it. It's going to be some hard feelings. Now you see this person that had something to say about it, had to disguise his voice. Why? Probably because he's afraid. He's afraid that he he's going to be targeted. If mm -hmm. someone recognizes his voice or something along those lines, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's really like troubling times. I'm serious, man. On so many different levels. And I, I, I've said this many times, I have no clue of what the answer is. None. Well, I'm, I'm honestly uh, pleasantly surprised that we all agreed on that, that it should stay up a little while. Um, I expected something different from somebody else. I ain't really saying no names. <laughs> but um, pleasantly surprised. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Um, our good friend. In my mind, Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar got married, y'all. Shout out to Dr. Uzi. What's poppin'? Dr. Umar got married. <laughs> um, and I I'm assuming this is real, but not only did he get married, but he got married to <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Umar. I knew it. I knew he'd make his way back into my heart. 
Oh man, that's my guy. So, well, um, I, you know, I realize that some things just need to be be need to be talked about, and then everybody seems to want to be a part of it. Um, I'm not saying that that wasn't his intentions all the time, but I remember seeing an interview with him talking about having a wife and somebody that he can um, build with in a nutshell. That's what he was saying when he was on a breakfast club, if I'm not mistaken. And to see that he's married to women. All right. I, you know, my only question to, to women is this. Teach us on, first of all, I, I don't care what you do. Well, my only question to women is this. Is it an insult or is it a high honor or do you feel good about it when a guy says that he wants to marry you and this other woman? Or do you, does it make you have some level of inadequacy that he says that he needs two of you because one of you is just not enough? Because essentially that's, that's, that's what I hear. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, Herb said he married two of the teachers from the school we are waiting for. The school. The school he building. He married oh, two of the teachers from the school he we're waiting for. Oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? I mm -hmm. mean, again, since we've had this conversation, since we, we had a conversation or we've seen um conversation about polyamory and polygamy since we well, since we've had those types of conversations i have heard and it's almost like buying a car and then all of a sudden you see the same car everywhere all the fucking time mm -hmm. i swear that this conversation comes up more often than not i swear i was just sitting when i was down the avenue i was listening to uh a drake a drake song now i don't know if it's new or old or not but he was saying something like Oh, you're a lesbian. I'm a lesbian too. That's his new. Right? That's his new joint. And in my mind, I'm saying like, all right. So, so, so a lot of it again, like I told you guys before, you know, the the, the boy in me, yo, I'm I'm all with it. Like I love that type of shit. That's that's great energy right there. But <laughs> but but for real, the man that wants to be happy, that wants somebody to build with, well, that's child shit. Like that that them type of conversations, that type of stuff. Like to me, it's just like. Uh, okay, yeah. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impressed. Like it, that, that don't, that's not going to move me. But well, some people never get out. Some people never get out of that phase. Uh, apparently, because I hear some the people, conversation all. It's the not time. just like some people. It's just, some people. It's an experience where they just want to experience it. And some people they get in it and they don't know how to get out of it. Or one partner wants to get out and can't get out of it because the other one wants to stay in it. Right. Or you have people that are in a relationship, but they want they want the house, they want the, the family and everything, but they want to still poke in other stuff or smash other guys because they crave and yearn for something different, not necessarily that a love type of interest, but they just want something different. I'm not justifying it. I just hear all of the stories where you literally see people, they want to fulfill the fantasy with their spouse and then it ends up biting them in their ass later. So Songbird says, and um, shout out to everybody in the IG live room. Uh, she says, so hear me out. Some women might be okay with it because they want love, but on a part-time basis. 
Mm -hmm. She said exactly Shannon, because that's what Shannon just said. But that's not exactly Shannon ain't always right. <laughs> Mike, you're gonna get beat up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but um I, I I can see that. So what do y'all feel about that? Like, I mean, some women like you know, like Shannon and um Songbird said, like maybe they don't want they want they want the love, but you know, I guess on their terms. That's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that. And it's it's not just necessarily it's not a man and a woman thing. It's like it's not isolated when people want something different. They want to just get something different. It's not like they. All right. I got my whole situation at home and I'm good with everything over here is what I need. But I just want to try something out over here. It's just something different. I don't want to wife you. I don't want to make you my husband, but I just want to try something different. And in some relationships, that's acceptable. But that's if y'all have had those conversations that that's acceptable behavior. But that's your relationship. And we all understand, like, this isn't new. Like, this sort of marriage, like, this has been before us, like, centuries. Like, this is centuries old. Um, but I think somebody read a book somewhere and popped it out again and was like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to try that. Um I don't know. Could could it work for either of you? I mean, in all honesty, like j let's just break it down to its rawest, purest form. Because in some ways, there is some purity I feel to it. Because there is love, um, there is honesty. I mean, what's up? <laughs> so, what are you asking? Can you, can you, if you break it down to the purest form, could you see it as a possibility for you? A possibility of what? <laughs> being married to two people. Yes. Or me being a wife, uh, me and another woman being a wife. However, it makes you feel comfortable. Or me having, or me having two men. See now I'm that would, that, that, would make you, that would make you feel like more of a position of power <laughs> to, to be the one to have <laughs> instead of to be the one to be had. had. Um, That's what I'm trying to figure out. You gotta let me know what you want. I'm in because then I can keep. <laughs> now I, I mean. Could you start have two? Let's start with. Start with, start with the professor. Start with the professor. Okay, professor. Could you, could you have two wives? Um, it would take it would take some thought. It would definitely take some thought. It wouldn't be something that I could just answer right away. Only because, <clears throat> I, you know, I don't want to get into. I, I don't want to get into. Um, a, a religious conversation. But people can say what they want to say, believe what they want to believe, do what they want to do. Just me personally, I believe that the rules that are written in the Bible, again, it's my opinion. The rules are written in the Bible in a way where if you follow the rules, you have less problems in this world. My opinion. Right. Some people may say something totally different. And the way that it's written and the way that I see it. You might see some. You might have read something different and came up with a different interpretation. But the way that I see it is one man and one woman, and that keeps down a lot of the unnecessary confusion and complications of things. This is my opinion. Now, could I see myself doing something outside of that? If I did do something outside of that, I'm going into it with knowing that risk. We've all done things and knew that it was outside of the way that they were supposed to be. Some of us want to try to place blame on other things, but hey, had you to follow the rules, you wouldn't have had the problem. 
But now, because you broke the rules, you want to blame it on, oh, she cheated on me. Well, motherfucker, you had two wives. What, what, did, you, what did you think was going to happen? Did you really think that for the rest of your life, she was going to sleep with your dirty ass and nobody else? Is that really what you thought was going to happen? Amani said that whole part. Uh, Herb said that's standard in many cultures. What, two wives? Or, you know, yeah. Well, most mainly two wives. I haven't, I'm not sure of a culture where the wife is a lot. You know why I stand in many cultures? Why? It's standing in many cultures because Americans, Americans are the only ones who really have a certain level of respect for women. That's really what it is. In a lot of other, in a lot of other cultures, they have very low respect for women. That's how, that's why it, when we talked about the presidency, I told you that Hillary Clinton will never be the president because she's only really respected here. She goes outside of here. They don't respect women. She can't sit on the same stage as a, as a, a, a prime minister or a, a, a president of, of other countries because they don't have this. They don't look at women the same way. But we had to, that's a, but that's in progression because that wasn't always like that. What? With women being respected at that capacity, it might not have always, it might not have been as bad as it has been in other countries, but we've, oh, yeah. evolved, we've evolved to where we are now where we're, we're in more positions of, of power or authority where we weren't because I know coming up in the market that I've come up in, I've seen it shift and change, whereas it was predominantly male fields that I've been in. So, you know, we've all had to kind of evolve and come up. But like you said, that's something that's available and accepted in, in the United States. But you go to other countries like you don't walk beside a man, you walk behind a man. You know, you don't, they don't open the doors and let the woman go first. The man walks first. The man walks ahead. I just was talking to this young lady a few minutes ago, actually, and we were talking about Dubai. Now, I've never noticed it, but she pointed out to me, she said she's never going to, she's not interested in going to Dubai. I said, why? She said, because there are a lot of rules and laws about the way that a woman, a woman is supposed to dress and behave in Dubai. And she said, when I go out of town, I like to enjoy myself and dress the way that I would like to dress. And I won't, I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting someone's culture, nor do I want to feel like I'm going to be reprimanded or something is going to happen. Um, if I go outside of what their rules or regulations are, I don't know how true that is or, or whatever the case might be. I do know that in Arabic cultures, they have a certain uh, requirement of women. But again, I go back to the same thing. That's because there is a certain level of respect for women. There's, there are a lot of those same causes that you're talking about that uh, have dual wives that they will marry a young girl at the age of what, nine, 13 or something crazy like that. I mean, is that acceptable too? You know, so, so I just don't, I just don't subscribe to that, that whole idea. I believe that everybody can make their own choices. I believe that certain things are right and certain things are wrong. And, and innately, we know as human beings, certain things are just wrong. Whether or not we do it or not, inside, deep down inside, we know that certain things just don't set right. They just, it just don't make, make no kind of sense. Well, um, many blessings to uh, Dr. Umar and his wives on their union. Um, keep hope alive. Um, so another article I saw this week, um, and I, I can't really say it surprised me, and this is um, taking a little flip. We're going to take a turn, and then um, because I have to ask Mayberry a question because I can't remember what I was supposed to play next. Hmm. 
So can you type it to me in the uh, private chat? I don't remember what the video spoke of. I got two of them, but I can't remember which one I was supposed to play. I got, I'm getting confused by two different videos. Um, so there was an article in Newsweek that members of Congress and their staff are exempt from, from Biden's vaccine mandate. Um, the article goes on to say that President Joe Biden's new vaccine mandates for federal employees don't apply to members of Congress or those who work for Congress or the federal court system. Biden issued two executive orders on Thursday requiring vaccination against COVID for federal workers and contractors who work for the federal government. He also asked the Department of Labor to issue an emergency order requiring businesses with more than 100 employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested on a weekly basis. So everybody in the, on the federal level is subject to this, except for members of Congress or those who work for Congress or the federal court system. I'm really not liking what they put in me now. Well, and so you know what really, you know what messed me up the other day? What? And I think you sent me the video, you son of a bitch. Um, dude was in the video talking about don't get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. He said, and all of you that got it, you'll be dead in three to five years. I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute, sir. I said, wait a minute. What is this? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I hated everything about that man. I don't even know him, yo. I hated him, yo. I hated him. As soon as he said, I'm like, okay, too much, too far. But everybody has their opinion. But I mean, how do you all feel about this? Should anybody be exempt? If, like, that doesn't send a good message to the public. I don't, I feel. Um, let me see. Uh, it's not surprising. Um, we, we assume that the elites have taken the vaccine just because they're pushing it, but they may not have. Um, even if they did, does that make you feel more comfortable about your decision because they did it? There are a lot of things that people, <clears throat> I was listening to a lady um, discuss the fact that there is something that they give children in the, um, uh, what is it called? Is it called a vaccine? What is it? What is it called when when the, before, oh, um, wait, before you like got to go to school? It's your um, immunization immunization shot. Yeah. So it's something in that immunization shot that for young black males it causes attention deficit disorder or whatever you want to call it in young black males. It doesn't do that in young white males or young white females. It does it to young black boys. So there's, there's probably some sort of gene in there, some sort of chemical in there that creates an imbalance as the child gets older and causes them issues, right? So just because they take something and it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work out the same way for you. And, and you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. The part that got me is when I saw that Biden made the statement that Federal workers don't have the option to take the uh, COVID test. Either you get vaccinated or you don't. Yeah, that's that's, that's the uh, issue that that's one of the things that stood out to me. He's telling workers that they don't even have the option to get tested once a week or however the hell they do it. They're saying no, nah, it's no testing. It's you get vaccinated or you lose your job. In a nutshell, that's that's what's crazy to me. 
I'm sorry. <clears throat> Not that one nine cough. Don't do that. Uh, shut up. You are tuned into the Cooling the Game Show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Everybody that's joining us, take a second. If you're in IG live, hit that little triangle type thing in the bottom and send this out to a couple people. Hit that sherry thingy. It looks like paper air. Looks like a paper airplane. If you're joining us on any other uh, format, hit that share button, hit that heart, hit that thumbs up. Let us know you're here. We need it for our algorithms because we like to stick around. Um, so hold up. Before before you go into that, I want to address uh, Linwood's question or, or statement, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. So there's an old, a old statement or old... Um, I don't know what you would call it, but an idea that works well in many different scenarios. And it's called take the meat and throw the bones away. Mm -hmm. If something you read doesn't set well with you and doesn't make sense to you and doesn't resonate with you and you still can't figure it out because here's the reality of it. We all claim to know that we know the Bible. We all claim that we know God, know who God is and know what we should be doing and know what man should be doing and know all of these different things. But the truth of the matter is we don't even know how our mind works. We haven't figured that part out. So how can you as a human being question something that you can't even you can't even stand how your own body works yet? So with that being said, I say I would say. For me, if I read something and I don't quite get it and I can't quite find the information that would make it make sense to me, guess what I do? I push past it because it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't work for me. And I move on to the next thing. And if it works for me, so be it. I, I'm, I don't claim to be Muslim, but I'll tell you this, when it comes to Minister Farrakhan and, talk, and he's talking about the black family, I think he's 100% on point. But I don't claim to be Muslim either. I don't agree with all the Muslim practices either. You know, so I just... I just take the meat and throw the bones away. And I think that's one thing that we have to do. And that's 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 with everything in life. We have to stop. We have to get to the point where as though we're not always pointing at the pointing the finger at the things that aren't working and start pointing at the things that are working and try to build from there and figure out what makes sense for us as a community. Earlier today, I, since we're talking about the vaccine, I was saying to myself, you know, <clears throat> this vaccine thing, I, I was I was having a, a a conversation with myself, what I which I do all the time, like we talked about last week. Um, because my, my father called me and he said, Are you are you Muslim? I said, No, I'm not. And I just left it right there. He said, Okay, he said, because you know, someone saw a picture that you that you posted and it seems like you were wearing uh, Muslim wear. I said, Okay, and I left it alone. I answered your question, I was done with the conversation, right? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you asked. So so that's the way that I responded. And I'm, I'm saying that to say he, he follows the Christian faith. As of right now, so do I. But here's the reality of it. I take the meat and throw the bones away. If I hear something that's within the Muslim faith that I agree with, I take the meat and I throw the bones away. If I hear something in the Buddhist faith that, that I agree with and makes sense to me, I take the meat and throw the bones away. It makes me a better man than the po as opposed to being rigid into one idea, one ideology, and just say that this has to be the, this is it, this is the one, and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> Again, you don't even understand your mind, and you're gonna tell me that you can read something and understand what somebody else wrote? 
that's 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 just not where I where I stand with things. And not only that, I'm not interested in division. I'm not interested in us saying like like we just like we're talking about now vaccinated versus unvaccinated. We just created another divide. That's all that is happening right now. We're creating another reason for us not to like each other or another reason to say that I can't mess with them. I saw this young lady say something like, all you unvaccinated people need to go ahead and get get vaccinated because y'all causing all the problems. What are you talking about? That just goes to show that you have no idea about how this stuff works. The same thing, I have the same idea about religion. People come up with these these ideas about religion and they get stuck in their religion and they just say, hey, if you are this, then I can't deal with you because you are that. And I've seen people behave that way and their mind is just so stuck on this one thing because they want to be right. I don't know why people want to be right so bad. Listen, we all trying to figure it out. We all don't know. We just we all trying to make the right decisions from day by day. But we got to start with with a positive attitude and start looking at what makes sense. And what we can build from, not what is wrong. And this is wrong. This is wrong. Turn the page. Look at this. This is spelled wrong. This this got this whole paragraph got to be wrong. What, what? Why does that matter, really? Well, um, I don't know how many of you all that um, tune in work for the federal government, but I know we. I had a conversation with um, Brandon, and um, you know he and I were talking, and um, I asked him, I'm like, yo, when your feet are put to the fire, like, what are you going to do? And I, we've also, you know, question asked you, the, the professor, about the same thing, you know, and um, it's not a question a lot of people can answer right off the top. But um, I believe you said you 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 would hope to be able to stick to your your plan and your morals. Yeah. As um, long as you could, if you could. And um, I believe Brandon said the same thing. Like, you know, yeah, I, so, I think Brandon a duck out before you. I ain't I ain't going to lie. So, well, let me say this, because I'm not going to be hard on Brandon. I'm going to tell you why. Because. <laughs> You guys have a family and children. So when it comes down to having a family and children, that's a different conversation. Sometimes you got to sacrifice your, your, own, your life for the betterment of your family. And if you have to do that, then you do what you need to do. I can't argue with a person because they make a decision for the betterment of their family. But isn't the sacrifice also on the, uh, the sacrifice would be to not do it and, and stand on it? Like. It depends on how you look at it. it. Depends on where you see yourself. If all you have is a job, and you're working the nine to five, you're barely meeting your you're barely meeting your expenses, or your income is the difference is the is the the side of the spectrum that determines how you guys live. Now, if you have another person in the household that's bringing in an income that uh, can take care of the bills, if what you also have in place is not working then you can make those those types of decisions. But what if it's not? What if because if you don't have an income, you guys have to go back to move to, and, and don't misunderstand me when I say this, you got to move back into Baltimore City with your two or three children and live, into, and live in an area that you're not comfortable with raising your kids. Then what? Now you have to start looking at things from an objective standpoint and say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with this. But I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice, man. I don't see another way. I got I got children to feed. You got women out here that are going to sell themselves, sell their body or, or, or go strip or do different things to make sure that they, their children eat. So for real, what is the difference? You're selling your body to science in a, in a, in a nutshell by taking a vaccine. So I, I understand from that standpoint. But me, I don't have any children. Me, I don't have those types of those types of uh, um, issues to for me to have to worry about. Worst case scenario. 
I just would have to go, you know, live somewhere else, live with somebody for a period of time until, you know, I can move forward with my life. But I just, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't want that to be the reason why I do anything like that. I, I, I really, I really hope that I can stand on my principle and see a lot of people say that, like I told you last time, a lot of people say that until it's tested. And okay. once it's tested, now we have the conversation. Well, um, so that's that. Uh, we'll leave the, the C19 alone because everybody knows we've already been kicked off YouTube once for talking about the word, what begins <laughs> with C and ends with a nine. Voldemort. Right. So uh, we definitely um, do not want to lose our second YouTube channel. Just opinions. So please do what's best for you. Um, take your health into accountability. Um, make the right decision for you and your family and what's best to keep you healthy at the end of the day. Um, let's move on. Um, I, I want to hit this real quick and then go into uh, the video Mayberry and I were talking about. So um, Texas... Um, sorry, the Texas governor has made the news again, and this time it's about the new uh, abortion laws. So what does the Texas law prohibit? So the new law, it bans abortion as soon as cardiac activity is detectable. That's around six weeks, which is before a lot of people know that they're pregnant. Other states have tried to do this, but those laws have been challenged by abortion rights groups and blocked by federal courts again and again so apparently texas got this through and um this is something we've never talked about i don't believe on this show um so i don't know where i don't know where any of you stand on abortion rights uh pro-life or whatever but how do you feel about this law in texas that bans abortion as soon as cardiac cardiac activity is detectable Is that just, is that it? Like there's nothing else associated with it as far as, okay, let's say if a woman was assaulted and raped, is that, does that still apply? And see, that was, that was the, the, so, the other part of it because <laughs> the governor made the news really because he promised to arrest all the rapists in Texas. <laughs> he proclaimed to everyone that he was going to go out so that, you know, that wouldn't be an issue. Well, you're, you're going to go and arrest all of the rapists, but you're going to make the women who might have been raped by these assholes carry a kid and have to look the kid in the face or go through the process of carrying a child that is a constant reminder of the trauma to have the kid. And one other thing, don't you have to rape somebody first to be a rapist? So so don't that mean that, that the person going to have could potentially get somebody pregnant before they actually go to jail? He's going to arrest everybody before they rape somebody. What are you going to do, an assessment on everybody? And then, oh, no, I don't like how you answered that question. You got to go to you're jail. You're probably going to be a rapist. Yeah. But see, that's the dumb shit that people say, man. They, um, so I think, I think, you know, I think abortion is, is a really touchy subject. I think that's one of those things where... Um, People should have the right to choose mm -hmm. what they do. Um, I don't think that the government should have the right to, to tell say, you what to do with your body. Yeah, if what you're going to do. If we're going to sit here and say, what is it, Coco 9, C19, 
that people should have the right or the freedom to go and do whatever they want to do. I don't feel like anybody and no no shade or nothing towards it. I damn sure don't think no man should tell any woman what to do with her body. Point blank and period. I really don't care how anybody feels about that. But I feel like the government shouldn't have a say in it. And I feel like a man in that position, you would never understand that type of position, regardless on your religious beliefs or not. You cannot force that on someone else. Just like nobody wants to be forced to do anything else. Why is it that this is a conversation that men feel like they can stand on a platform and tell a woman what to do with her body? So here we are. Here we are. This is a, another scenario where the government is slowly but surely taking rights away. Yep. And they're showing you how strong their arm actually is. This is this is why I had this conversation with with these older guys. Y'all are people arguing about the wrong thing. You arguing about whether or not somebody should take the vaccine. What you should be arguing about is the fact that they're not giving you an opportunity to make a decision. That's what you should be arguing. The rights. About. It should be, the argument should be the rights. That's it the problem. Just, you know, we're focused on these topics and these isolated incidents and situations and scenarios. And if if you really look at it, it's under one umbrella. The professor is absolutely correct. It's under one umbrella. It's your rights. It's the right to make the decision. Like we're supposed to have the rights to make the decisions and we're not, we're being robbed of that every single day. And everybody's so focused on these small topics and the bigger picture is our rights, the freedom to make your own choice and your own decision. Right. So y'all know me. Can I be devil's advocate? You go ahead, pull out your little horns. All right. So, yeah, I know, right? All right. So let me go. Deidre says facts in um, the IG room. She also says, I agree they should not have any say at all. And she says, preach. So, devil's advocate. Respectfully, the women, ladies, women, <clears throat> women of the Cooley and the Gang. You community. already know when they say respectfully, respectfully. No, because somebody, I can say, I can say something simple and somebody be ready to hang me upside down. But I, I'm devil's advocate because that's just, cover every end of the spectrum. So Mayberry, you said, you know, taking away rights, you know, the government shouldn't get involved and you know, it should be your choice to make that right. So what about people to argue, well, the child didn't have a right. What about the situations where, you know, it's a two people in a relationship and the guy wants to keep the baby, but you know, the woman ultimately, even though it is her body gets to make the decision on what happens next. So what about, you know, his rights? My, those are conversations that I feel like people should have. It's really easy to to play devil's advocate. And I get it. But at the end of the day, if you land down with a woman or you land down with a man and y'all haven't y'all are free balling and y'all have not had a conversation about kids and, and not that's your that's your fucking problem. Because y'all need to talk about that. The problem is, is people don't want to have conversations because they're uncomfortable. And then when they're they're backed against the wall. Then they trying to figure it out or trying to point the finger in the blame. At the end of the day, y'all should be talking about that. And if the decision comes down to the woman don't want to go through it, I understand where a man's attachment could be in that from that capacity. But the woman has to go through it. Her body has to go through it. And then there is no guarantee that the guy who says that he want the kid is going to stay around. Let's keep it a buck. Everybody wants something, but the ownership and the responsibility usually lies on the mom. 90% of the time you see the moms walking around, raising the kids, doing everything. So if she has made the decision that she don't want to, there is no guarantee that there's going to be that amount of support. And some guys just want kids for trophies and shit. And they don't want to do nothing. I mean, look at Nick Cannon. Shit. What y'all want? Damn. All right, then. She said Nick Cannon's kids with trophies. 
<laughs> Herb says, y'all already know who the Raw King is. <laughs> uh, who the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> it ain't my business. <laughs> um, so at the end of the day, I, I think we all do agree, you know, well, we may not 100% agree, but we understand that it is the woman's right. It is her decision to make um, no matter what. Um, so we'll move on. Before. Okay. Right? We already know that. Put on shoes. I was like, wait for it. Yeah, we already knew what was about to happen. No, I gotta go. I gotta walk the dog, yo. Yeah, right. We we know what happens next. We we know. No, I'm gonna walk the dog. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and then after that, it's just gonna go out, and then we won't see him for the rest of the show. Right. Because he of little faith. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Go. Ye of little faith. Yeah, ye of knowing you. That's what. That's what we are. Uh, you are tuned into the Cooling the Gang Show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all of you that have joined us tonight, joined, jumped in the conversation with your comments, um, hitting that love button, hitting that thumbs up. We appreciate it. Keep, don't stop. So let's keep it moving. Um, I'm hoping I'm hit, about to hit the right button. Who knows? So I, I titled this What Women Underestimate About Men. I heard that somewhere. And I, I, I think this that? is what... Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. That's uh, so why I can't even talk to you sometimes. <laughs> Hold up. Okay, this is it. I think this is it. And if it's not right, the person who sent it, just um, give me a, a, a wink. Who <laughs> said a wink? I think we underestimate about men. I'll go first. Men's feelings. You can see it all the time online. There's always some woman online talking about a man needs to make sure her feelings are reassured, how she needs to feel secured, how she needs to feel validated. Me, 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 me. That's all you fucking hear. You never hear about a woman talking about how a man should feel reassured and validated and secured as well. Because, you know, he's human with human emotions. A lot of y'all are fucking selfish. You don't let that man know it's okay for him to come talk to you. It's okay for him to come vent. It's okay for him to come cry. It's okay. No, because the man is afraid to come and talk to you because he's afraid that you're going to weaponize his feelings and use it against him later. A man has to sit in the car for 15 minutes because sitting in that lonely car is more safer than going home to his wife or girlfriend. But happy wife, happy life, right? Because as long as the woman is happy, that relationship is doing just fine, no matter how that man is feeling. And that, my friend, is fucked up. All right, so... Do you remember the, uh, did, you, did you guys see the conversation that Nikki Giovanni had about her man lying to her, that she wanted her man to lie to her? Did y'all hear that? That was like an old interview. Yeah, with uh, I saw, uh, James I saw, Baldwin. Yeah, I saw a clip of that. So the problem is that men generally are brought up to hide their emotions. Like being emotional is a, is a, a weak trait, um, or at least that's how it's viewed. Women, a lot of women will say stuff like, "I want my man to be open with me. I want him to be to feel free to be emotional," but it's always with restrictions. It's never quite as free as he might want to be, because if he is, then you may he he always has that fear. That you're gonna view him as being weak, I was as opposed to just being open. 
So I got that clip. If you, you want me to cue it up. Hey, Rich. Go ahead. All right. So I got the Nikki Giovanni clip that the professor was just talking about. Let me share my screen. See how smoothly I can do this transition without y'all talking all that razzmatazz how y'all do. Let me know if y'all can hear it. When it thunders and lightning and the wind begins. No, oh, that ain't the goddamn video, is it? Mm-mm. I thought I just saw her picture. Yeah. Something else? It switched? I think it switched to something else. No, I love you. I can't lie to you. Of course you can lie to me, and you will. If you love me and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. Let Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course, All of right, course I you lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? Mm. You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie mm. to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you the must. Way I treat him. You must. Because I've caught the I've caught the frowns and the anger. Mm. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. Mm. When I catch hell, because I love you, I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? Damn. I, I will always remember Jimmy's face. <laughs> so I think everybody needs to Google that and listen to that whole conversation because that that is very important for for everybody males and females to listen to so hmm. something just changed <laughs> i'm over here like wait a minute i hear a record spinning in my ear um so 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 let's talk about it um and, and we can and we can flip it if y'all want. Y'all know y'all like to flip it. We can't never talk about the man. You know, we can flip it if y'all feel the need. You know how y'all do. Um, but I ain't gonna bring that up. Don't don't side eye me. Not only can I see you through the monitor, I can feel your eyes. You were speaking, love. Mm-hmm. Thank you, darling. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> All right, then. So what were you saying? How do y'all feel about that? Lie to me. I kind of get I get what she's saying, though. I really do get what she's saying. It's like if you can put the effort into trying to save face for the rest of the world, why do I got to get the half ass nasty attitude? You come home like you taking it out on me like everybody else get if you going through something. You giving everybody else in the streets the smiles you walking by. Hi. Hey, how you doing? But when you come home, you got beef. You looking at me like the woman you love, I shouldn't even be here. I kind of get what she's saying with that. I do. But then with the first clip, I understand as well where there's some women that put stipulations around what they expect from a man and they're not willing to give it their self. Um, we've talked about it on the show before. Um, women wanting a guy with a certain paycheck and you working at Barnes and Noble, you want somebody that's going to cook and you don't even know the difference of a pot and a pan. So it's like you want out of a situation and you, you, you don't have anything to offer. So what are you putting, what are you adding to the relationship? What kind of value are you adding? And are you uplifting your man? But then my problem is, is for, for the women that are, and then the men that take that for granted, that's how I can flip it. 
the women who do invest in their spouse or do give to their husbands and do, you know, try to uplift him and build him up and make him feel like a king. But then the guys that are still go out and dibble and dab or disrespect their home or their union because they need attention or because they want somebody to entertain them and put on some tap shoes with a tutu and twirl a couple times. I don't know. So is it disrespect if he lies? It, so if he lies and everything is good, but it's happening, does that make him less of? I feel like you should be willing to have a conversation. Like me, I want to have a conversation. If I'm not happy with my situation. <laughs> Sorry. If I'm not happy with my situation, I want to have the right to have the conversation and say I'm not happy so that we can fix it so that we can work on it. Um, no, I don't want I wouldn't want my significant other to lie to me. But what I would want you to do is, is the same way that I see you putting an effort to put on that brave face for everyone else. Do that same shit for the woman that's riding for you. That's all I'm saying. I don't want you to lie and say, yeah, or make me feel like everything in our relationship is great and perfect. And the whole time I'm walking around thinking everything's great and perfect because you're lying. And then you stepping out and cheating or you're doing stuff because I'm under the impression that we don't have anything to work on. That's an issue. But then what's also an issue, like I said, is if if you can put on a brave face and hang out with the homies, put on a brave face and hang out with your wife. Put on a brave face and do that. Go ahead, Shannon. So at what point, because women, we are always able to be vulnerable. Or willing to be vulnerable. Not me. It, oh God, you are fucking mind. That was the whole point. Shit. They can hear me. You don't even want to be crying and complaining. See? I'm a perfection. See? Um, sorry, y'all. <laughs> y'all know he irked my nerve, y'all. <laughs> but um, but men are don't feel like they are 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 capable. So if I'm going out in the world and the world is already beating me on my I'm on my back. I'm wearing the weight of the world on my shoulders. Is home supposed to be where I'm supposed to be able to come home and lay at your feet? Everything that I, I my burdens, my you know, and and from we we bring it and build it up or work it out from there versus that lie to me aspect of put whatever you out there faking in front of for the world. Come home and fake it in front of for for me. So it's I'm listening to both sides, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like none of it makes sense. You want me to lie to you as a you know, I'm as a, if I'm a man, you want me to lie to you and put on that brave face and you know, smile at the world and everything's all good, 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 good. But the meanwhile, as a man, because I can't come to you, the person I chose to be my partner, my wife, my everything. I can't come to you and lay them burdens down at your feet. I got a lot going on over here. So there's no reason why I'm over here doing, trying to release because I have nowhere to release it. But I think that that's, that, that, but it's not a, everybody fits in that basket because there's women that I know that don't move like that. And then there's women that I do know that do move like that, where I sit there and I, I talk to women and I'm like, Hey, you you know, like, all right, you mad, you fussing, you arguing because he playing a video game. He home, no. He home. He really could be in the streets fucking something else. So pick your battle. Like, you tripping on him being on a game. Why don't you go and see if you can play the game with him? Why don't you see if you can teach him something? Or well, he don't give me no attention. Something cute on. You know, walk across the, you know, the, the game or whatever. Like, do something. But it's like picking your battles. I'm saying it from, from that perspective where it's like, hey, put in, put in an effort. 
don't just make it just one-sided and not consider the man. It's a partnership. Mm -hmm. You both should be considering each other. That's the whole point of the partnership because one day, Shannon, you might be struggling. You might need Mike to be able to uplift you. Right. Next week, he might be having a, a problem. It might be a death in the family, something, and he's going to need to lean on you to do the same thing. But there's some women that's like, oh, they don't care if it's a death in the family. You crying or whatever, you weak. But it's a, it takes a certain type of woman that can nurture that in a man and not belittle him and make him feel like he's less than just because he's having a vulnerable moment. Right. And also, and, and sometimes in a way, celebrate that because that takes a lot out of a man to even do that. So by you tossing that and throwing him, throwing that up in his face, it didn't create a safe space for him to ever come back to you for anything. And then all it takes is for little shorty out in the street that exact, that does entertain him and consoles him in a certain way that he starts smashing and he don't even want to be with her. But it was the fact that he was able to be vulnerable and she created a safe space. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all about knowing your partner too. I mean, because at the end of the day, I don't, it ain't, you can't tell me you don't know who you're dealing with, especially when you've been together for years and years and years and years. So you should already know at some point whether or not you can be vulnerable with the person you're with. And if, and if you are, if they're the type of person that will throw it back in your face, belittle you or uplift you. And if, and in those first couple of years, you see certain things and you ain't do nothing about it. I'm, you deserve it. Sorry. So Jay Del Negro, what's up, Jay? He says, if I'm going through something, then where do I go for refuge? And um, Herb says, I've tried that lying shit, got my ass put out. But then the truth is rarely believed, shaking my head. It yeah, it's 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 that double edged sword. You know, what I mean you 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 you're damned if you do twenty two, yep. Damned if you don't. Like so, like I, I think it's really going back to knowing who you're dealing with and then also and knowing the, the issues that are at hand. So what is it that you're lying about? You know what I think. Are a you lot lying of about something you have no business fucking doing? Because that's a whole nother Situation. Conversation. Right. Versus you're lying because I'm stressing at home at, at work or X, Y, and Z, but I don't bring that burden home to my wife. I come home like everything is good, X, Y, and Z. But however, if that shit ain't work and ain't good, and then you done lost your job and we ain't paying no bills, and I don't know, that's a whole nother. So it it's like um NJ said, it's that balance of of everything, of knowing what to lie about, what's okay to lie about, and what needs to be dropped at the feet so we can work it out together. And see a lot I believe um as a man you're taught basically suffer in silence. You know, that's like, you know, and I believe a lot of us watched our parents, you know, you know, I don't I can't tell you one time outside of maybe a death in the family where I saw either one of my fathers like down or just in in that space, mm -hmm. they could have been. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, you seen me, me down before, boy. See, I thought he was. I was like, who the hell is that? Yo, I thought he I, was he's been on audio. Y'all didn't know that. No. <laughs> Say it again, Jesus. I ain't <laughs> <laughs> look up. I look up. So I understand what what you said, but I don't even think like it's a it's it's your upbringing. Um, because even as a female, like I was raised by a guy, I don't really like being vulnerable. Anybody that know me know I don't like that shit. I don't like crying. I don't like none of it. Period. 
So I read and I do that in silence. Like I do that privately by myself. Um, that's just my thing. I don't like doing it. And if I do, if, if it does happen in front of people, it's like a shock and then I hate it. And then I really don't want to be around the person after they've seen me cry. I don't like it. It's so, like that powder because once, once you start holding it in, like oh, it don't really take much. Just to- yeah, it don't. But that like, but I was right. My father, like my father didn't. And, and it's nothing against my dad. It's just he's a man. So he ain't know how to do the whole emotion thing. So when I would I, a situation would happen and I might be like, you know, getting emotional about it, Mike, about getting ready to cry. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. That's that's how he. No, no, we're not doing that. You you too strong. You're not, you, you're not weak. You're not this, you're not that. So that's how I came up. So I don't want to necessarily say that it's a man woman thing. I feel like it's, it, it's not isolated. I think it's really, you know, your upbringing and how comfortable you are because I mean, I've had, I'm not even going to say too much, but I had a guy cry. And the last time I said this before somebody tried to say, cause I bullied him or some shit. So I don't know. But no, I, I've experienced it. Uh-huh. I throw that up in their face and I make them feel some type of way about it because I feel like that you trusted me in that moment. If anything, I felt kind of honored that you trusted me in that moment to, to be that vulnerable. And I don't share it. And see, and, and I've, I've had that. I've had that problem myself. Um, I wasn't a big talker. I think, and that's what got me in a lot of my issues. And I've I've said this before on the show. Um, I don't even remember when I first started learning to. Uh, and it's a difference between talking and really expressing yourself. I didn't know how to express myself. I just I just kept all my shit inside. I dealt with all my stuff, and I would occasionally blow up. It could be something small, and I come in and somebody to move my Cheerios from the top shelf <laughs> to the bottom, and. Now I'm really mad and it ain't even really about the Cheerios and shit. So I think having a woman that opens herself to let you know that you can do it helps, but you got to be willing to do it and be vulnerable. And I don't care how long you've been with somebody. I can, you could be with somebody for 20 years and still like you just not doing it because like you said, your upbringing just won't allow you to. We should have had Dr. Will on for that one. We always be talking about stuff and having topics when it's like Raya Eve not on here, mm-hmm. Doctor Will not on here. You know, Mike, you gotta do better. I know. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, but uh, you are tuned into the Cooling the Gang Show live every Tuesday night, six p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I forgot to mention that. Uh, we are speak. I, I don't. Even, I know how we. I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. At this point, we're talking about. Um, it started off with women understanding in understanding men understanding they have feelings and that it's not always a happy happy life you know happy wife happy life type of situation um to consider your man that's really what it one part is to consider the man the your your significant other and i know how y'all like to do so consider each other yeah. Okay. I didn't even say that. I said I didn't say you. I said consider your man. Like oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, my good J. What's up, baby? What it do? What it do? What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, J. How are you? I'm chilling, man. How's everything going? I missed the show, man. I'm sorry, I missed it. Wait, why yet? 
uh, Ooh, lunch break. In the kitchen making dinner. Uh, the professor was allegedly walking Carlos. Um, you on lunch? And Matt couldn't make it tonight. Oh, wow. that's what it is. I could dig it. Everything straight? Yeah, you know how we do it. Um, did you hear that? Um, that, well, we didn't talk about it. You know, Dr. Umar got married times Dr. two. Who? Dr. Who? Umar. Johnson? Oh, to two got, of them got, things. got married to two women's. Two of them things. Two I'm women. Hey, that's crazy. Um, did y'all expect anything different though? I don't really. It wasn't surprising. I mean, yeah, it wasn't surprising, but. The only thing that would surprise me is if, if it was from the Caucasus Mountains. They from the Caucasus Mountains? No, nah, he didn't go that far. Oh, that would that would have done it for me. Yeah, that, that he would have definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else did you miss? Um, Candy Barris has a restaurant and she charges two dollars for ice. <laughs> colored, I swear. <laughs> That's that's the most colored shit I've ever heard of. When I can go get a whole bag of ice from McDonald's for a dollar. It's, be, it's bring your own ice now. Not BYOB. You gonna bring your own ice. Oh no, I'm good. I don't even want to be there. BOI, baby. Um, that's crazy. Wait a minute, Mike. Did you come up with a whole combo like a word? What is yeah, it? Boy. Boy. Tell <laughs> wrong with you. Um, and then also, uh, what else? Um Members of Congress are exempt from the COVID vaccine. So Biden released his um, plan for federal employees to <coughs> mandating the vaccine, but members of Congress in the federal court do not fall under his uh, mandate. Oh. They don't have to get vaccinated, but everybody else does. Mm. You know we ain't supposed to be talking about this, so what's the, what else y'all talking about? <laughs> And uh, then what we were just talking about before you came in was um, men, un um, women understanding men, and um, not devalue, deflowering, and devaluing, devaluating them. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Well, we had a video we played, and the uh, lady, the girl, was talking about. Um, uh, I don't care. You here? I'm gonna just play it again. It ain't gonna hurt now. We about to leave anyway. Now we about to leave. Think we underestimate about men. I go first. Men's feelings. You can see it all the time online. There's always some woman online talking about a man needs to make sure her feelings are reassured, how she needs to feel secure, how she needs to feel validated. Me, 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 me. That's all you fucking hear. You never hear about a woman talking about how a man should feel reassured and validated and secured as well. Cause you know, he's human with human emotions. A lot of y'all are fucking selfish. You don't let that man know it's okay for him to come talk to you. It's okay for him to come vent. It's okay for him to come cry. It's okay. No, because the man is afraid to come and talk to you because he's afraid that you're going to weaponize his feelings and use it against him later. A man has to sit in the car for 15 minutes because sitting in that lonely car is more safer than going home to his wife or girlfriend. But happy wife, happy life, right? Because as long as the woman is happy, that relationship is doing just fine, no matter how that man is feeling. And that, my friend, is fucked up. God damn it. What's her number? What's her number? <laughs> <laughs> Tell her call me. What's her Instagram? Yeah, I got I might have to get back on Instagram. <laughs> God damn. She's she hit it on the head. She hit it on the head. What's what's the problem? What we, what we mad about? Who mad? 
Yeah, I think we all were um, yeah. in agreement. And then on top of that, we played a, a video between um, from the conversation between Nikki Giovanni <laughs> and um, Alex Baldwin. See, real fast though, I, I feel like I feel like everything she said was right, but it goes both ways. Um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't get it, don't get it fucked up. I would love to 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 have my back rubbed and shit like that, and ask how I'm feeling, and be sincere about asking, you know, how am I feeling? But at the end of the day, if you're not doing it for her, what makes you think she's doing it for you? You know what I mean? Like some guys oh, is like he just. I'm just, sorry, I'm thinking about something else in Jay Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about something else. See what I mean? Yeah, that was that but was. I, I mean, it's some it's some selfish ass it's some selfish ass guys out here that don't even call and see how their girl is doing. So. Stop. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What's she yelling at? What's she yelling at? I told you should, you should have never you should have hit her you should have hit her the first day y'all got married and you didn't have these problems no more. <laughs> Then you see the color what purple. Is the sign? What is the, what is the sign? Oh my then god! Then you, you, you see color purple. Then hop off over, tell him to whoop her ass. You should have whooped her ass after the wedding. Look, you should have said you you put the ring on her finger. Y'all had a nice wedding. After you said I do, you should have slapped the shit out of her. She probably would hit you back though, but you should at least got one off. Knock his ass out. She'd have beat the she'd have beat the brakes off his ass. He would never have a beard again. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't. Oh man! <laughs> All right, what else we got? What else we got? Real fast. Not real fast. It was a wrap, but we only got fifteen minutes. Uh, the last thing we were going to talk about tonight was um, unemployment benefits, and uh, I'm going to let uh, one of our favorite comedians, Ken Jones, do that. Dear unemployment. First off, I'd like to say rest in peace. Mm. You really fucked the city up with this one, big bro. Mm. Unemployment was so good, nigga, everybody was getting money. Mm. And I know everybody was getting money, but everybody fucked that money up too. Mm. All niggas did was buy a bunch of outfits during the pandemic and we couldn't even go nowhere. Mm. I know a nigga that bought two pair of Jordans every time a pair of Jordans came out since the pandemic started. Mm. Talk about just the case one getting messed up. Mm. This nigga wore Chuck Tellers and Vans looking like a bottle girl for the last two summers, though. Mm. Crazy part, a lot of women not gonna be able to afford that Malaysian hair no more. Mm. It's back to Beverly Johnson for you, bitch. Mm. But no lie, the craziest part about unemployment is that it was giving out more money than niggas' jobs. Mm. And the job got the nerve to be mad that people don't want to work no more. Mm. Obviously, these jobs don't pay well enough if unemployment can give you $1,000 for sitting at home. Y'all niggas trying to give a nigga 12 32 an hour just to lift boxes. Fuck out of here. But the irony, all this unemployment ends on Labor Day. Mm. Oh, these niggas just gonna force us back to work. Mm. But I know some of you niggas still ain't gonna wanna go to work. This about to be like the hood bankruptcy, though. Mm. You about to see niggas selling everything from houses to pussy. Mm. Once the nigga starts selling his PS5 and his gun, oh, a nigga down bad, bad. That's when you hit him with, I got 250 for everything. But the real heroes of this whole unemployment thing is the people that figured it out when the whole system changed. Because mm. my shit stopped months ago. Mm. Niggas was like IT techs trying to figure out how to keep their unemployments. Mm. Crazy part is niggas start charging niggas to do their unemployment for them. Mm. I know, but if you want to get your money, you got to give me 500. Nah, I'm not going to do it. Fuck it. You do it yourself then. Mm. But hey, we back to regular life now. Mm. We're going to have to get a job to survive. Mm. But if y'all got any good deals on them Gucci sneakers or them Chargers y'all bought this summer, let me know. I'll buy that shit from you. Mm. 
Shorty, the fact that he flipped the paper over is what got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the scribble, the scribble with the paper all day. Y'all look like he was writing the whole essay. Like, Y'all flipped the paper over and had to do part two. <laughs> look, it, it's over. It, it's over for you. Uh, it, it's time to get back to normality. What? It's, it's over. Like, do y'all realize businesses have had to adjust their hours? Like, um, somebody just emailed me the other day. It was a restaurant or something. They're no longer open on Mondays because they don't have enough staff. So, y'all got to go back to work, man. Look, cut this shit out. Like, you got your little extra six. And I, I'm so dumb. I didn't realize that it was an extra 600 on top of what you were getting. I thought you was just getting 600. I ain't See, look, really your, your ass that wanted was, to follow. You was about to file for unemployment too, weren't you? That was that was Shout out to Ken Jones, man. Funny, funny, funny guy. That's like we we like his videos. So Ken, keep making them. We are gonna keep uh, supporting and playing them. But just don't report us to YouTube saying that we can't get monetized off. But we'll we'll cut you a piece. You know, just don't report us. That's all. Don't report us. So look, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there <laughs> so um there was a a bus company recently that I was gonna I was gonna do some side little part-time work for. Them. And what happened with them is they had their CDL drivers driving a little six-passenger van to go pick up a couple of Jewish kids from school to drop them off home because all of their bus drivers quit because of the unemployment. They was getting so much money from unemployment, they said, you know what, we're not going to come back to work. So uh -huh. they wanted to get me to come in there and do it because you don't have to have a CD. I was to drive that little six passenger van. Bruh. It's but, yeah, it's going to keep it's going to keep being like this for a little while. Remember when we did the one where you said, Joe said, get that ass back to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that they forced a vaccination as well. Sorry. So that y'all can get your asses back to work. That's what they want. They want to. They well, gotta get this. I they feel like I, unemployment because they want y'all to get your asses back to work. I feel like they want you to go back to work because I feel like it's gonna shut down again, and they're not gonna keep. They're not gonna be able to pay you now and pay you then. So, so they, they pay you if they get you to go back to work now. It builds up a couple of dollars, then they shut down by at the end of October, November. Going into December, now you gotta get your your school. Your I mean, your, you gotta get the pandemic again. You get your Christmas your Christmas uh money and stuff like that, and then we run halfway through the rest of the the rest of the year. Um, I really believe they're gonna shut down again. A lot of people believe that. And Jay Rich said, if you're looking to start a business, get some get some vans. Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody's looking for somebody to deliver something or pick something up or drop something off. But you can't gonna be some pick up some kids, drop off some coochie all the same time you had in the back. Hey. All out the same. Drop man. off some kids, pick all up some coochie. Yeah, all out the same, man. Hey. Mm -hmm. It used to be forty dollars. Now I think it might be like thirty five fifty or something. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Coochie was forty dollars, now it's thirty five fifty. Thirty seven and thirty seven and twenty five or something. So what about the argument that people said that, um, like my, my thing was, I was like, well, shoot, you know, whoever's getting this extra, like, you know, they could come out with a nice little bank. But a lot of people were telling me like, well, it's still not enough to live off of. But now well, I, I, that it was an extra 600 on top. Eh, was it really not? 
but like he said, nobody nobody saved that money though. I think I think people really did get that money and, and they bought two pair of Jordans. Like I, I feel like that's what I'd have done. I'd have bought a pair of Jordans for now and a pair that I'd have messed up. And but not even just that. Remember, we were not even just um unemployment, but people were also getting those um checks. Then PP, PPE loans or PPE and all of that type of stuff. Um, when, yeah, when we were getting out of the stimulus. Yes, the yeah. stimulus checks. People were starting businesses because they had so much money. And especially like depending on the people that were in the household, it wasn't based off of your your unemployment and stuff was not based off of how many people in the household. So let's say you had eight people in a household and seven of those people lost their job. But they all home, everybody getting cake, sitting in a house. People weren't really paying their BGE bills because stuff was on hold. People weren't paying their mortgage and rent because stuff was on hold. So some people were stacking money and building businesses. Some people were going out and buying Jordan. Some people were getting, you know, bundles of hair, you know, a couple wigs. You know, somebody might have got some red bottoms. Shout out to DJ Empire. Um, but so so there was a there was a, a way to save your money. Yeah, if that's what you was about. But think about it. It's motherfuckers that can't say they paycheck. So you know I was blowing right. some money on some, you know, some other shit. Well, guess what? Guess what? what? If I could, if we could play music and and not get our videos tagged, I would play "It's So Hard to Say Goodbye" to yesterday. Cause you can't just play that one little clip. Shit, I'd have, I'd have played the. I'd have played the Dave Chappelle shit. They should have never gave y'all niggas money and honked the horn when he pull up and shit. That's don't what it you, was. Don't you got that as a punt, like a thing? We used to have, we used to have oh. it as a sound like back in the day. Oh my God. But uh, that was in the basement. Should have never gave you niggas money. <laughs> and honked the horn and shit on your ass. That nigga came through with a box full of cigarettes. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's it's over now. So uh, we're getting somewhat back to normal. Um, I guess we can go ahead and bow this thing up real quick. Any final thoughts, wonderful people? Uh, I know I'm a little early, but yeah, yeah. All right, so look, real, real fast, right? Just to follow up on the last on last Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, last Tuesday they took my little sister leg on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. That was Labor Day. They took the they took the leg that Monday, and then uh, they took the other leg uh, Thursday, right? So she called me. She called me and uh, that morning and told me what was going on. Like you know, they're gonna take my leg. I said, well, if they take your leg late. If they take your leg late, call me. I come down there in the morning. But if they take your leg early in the morning. Don't call me, right? So she called me anyway, early in the morning, said they was taking a leg. Right. So I got, so I got down there right after surgery. Shit. I said, well, um, she was telling me how she couldn't. Uh, she was in a lot of pain and she couldn't. Um, she couldn't. She couldn't. Uh, she could feel her. She could still feel her leg. Like she felt like it was still there. So I'd say, well, pick them up for me real fast, right? And she just picked up her two little nubs. And I thought, like I said, I thought well, about... So they did uh, both of them? Yeah, they did both. So she got both legs cut off. Mm. So now she got two little... Don't, um, don't, um, right? So she got two little legs. So I go in there and I'm thinking that she going to have it covered up and shit, right? Nah, it wasn't covered up. So I had all the jokes in the world because it was just like two little hams just sitting there in the yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but she good. I, so everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't talk about your sister like that because it's a handicap. It's something that you have to laugh about to stop from crying. And that's why I wanted to say that even though I laugh and joke about it, I'm not trying to be an asshole comedian. We have to laugh to stop from crying because when I when I left her, I, I couldn't do nothing but cry. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to see nobody like that at all. Um, but she's on the road to recovery. So I just wanted to say that, you know, I thank y'all for all the prayers, good and bad. Um, and the phone calls and the texts and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But so she's doing good. She's alive. She, like I said, she's just on the road to recovery and she's in a lot of fucking pain. So other than that, all is well on this side of town. That's what's up. That's what's up. But we, anybody who knows you already know, uh, I think you and I are somewhat alike. Almost. I'm, I don't think I know where the line is. And I, I put a toe over it. You kind of kick the line as you walk down the street. <laughs> so, but everybody who knows, knows that, you know, it, it's never a malicious thing with G. G has got a, a, a gigantic heart and um, definitely loves his family. And he loves this family right here, and um, that's my guy. Um, gee, he even fucked me up now, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad. All right, though, just keep her, that. Your job is to keep her in a good frame of mind, and and people don't people underestimate that part of it. When you know somebody's going through something, you gotta have that person around you that's going to say some fucked up shit at the wrong time because. Everybody in their little pity party, like you can't stay in the pity party forever. Like you gotta have somebody around to help bring everybody out of that. And and that's sure. what and, and I tell you what's crazy. Like it's gotta be real. I, I I really feel my heart goes out to anybody right now that's in the hospital because of the uh the C nineteen going on. Um like she gets two visitors a day, like two visitors. So like if I go and then like my like my mother goes, that's like it. my father can't get in. Like you gotta really coordinate with each other. Who's going and what are you like doing? Like prisons, it's like prison. Yeah. Shorty, you get you get two visitors a day, not like two visitors at a time. You get two visitors a day. I was like, damn. So that sucks, you know what I mean? Just to be there by yourself with no family, and you know, some people got big families and like you know you, they can't see them and stuff like that. So my heart really goes out to anybody that's in the hospital right now. Um, it's just fucked up. Well, we appreciate you sharing that with us. <clears throat> the professor did what we knew he was going to do. Um, not on that, old boy. He, he's no, no, he's gone. Oh, no, he's gone. Yeah, he. He said he wasn't going to do that. Yeah, he's gone. You done lost your damn mind. Yeah, he definitely always loses it. Thank you, Aunt Nini. Um, Mayberry, <laughs> any final thoughts? Um, let's see what I got today. Let me pull up. Um. When a shift happens, don't challenge it. Um, mm. There's a reason why there's a shift, why there's a shift in your household, there's a shift in your relationship, there's a shift at your job. Don't challenge it. Um, sometimes that's an opportunity for you to grow. Sometimes that's an opportunity for you to open your eyes. Sometimes it's an opportunity for you to sit your ass down and be still because maybe there's something that you're missing. Maybe there's something you're not paying attention to. But sometimes just know the shifts are necessary. It's an opportunity for you to grow and change. So when it happens, don't challenge it. When it happens, open your eyes and pay attention. That's all I got. Um, well, tomorrow is Wednesday, date night for all you glam fans out there. If you're looking for some jewelry, um, Christmas is around the corner. Uh Glam Shan will be live, glam chasing. Um, you can get your uh you can get what? Glamchasing.com. You can shop there too. 
y'all know we about to start charging Shannon for commercial space, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I was getting ready to say how much you paying. <laughs> yeah, we about to absolutely. I'm an invoicer. I'm gonna write that. Man, whatever they say, what she gonna do? She gonna take you up in that bedroom and say, "This how I'm paying your ass tonight." <laughs> 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 hey, look, I was getting ready. I was about to say, what what did the old ball and chain do for her birthday? Uh, everything. She uh she went to a mimosa crawl that was really a scam. Uh, we went to dinner, which was really just out back. Uh, and she just she just did what she wanted to, like you know, she, whatever she wanted. So to do, she did. And like you just, know, she it was just an ordinary day. Yeah, you know, we celebrated. She got a cake. She usually buys all the cakes for our birthday, but I made sure she had a cake. So. She, she bought it herself? No, I did it. I got it. See, I told you, you're supposed to hit her ass. You, oh, Mike. And then, G, then I went and got her some balloons because, you know, she turned 45. Yes, what, what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Happy 45th, Shorty. 45, baby. Mike, you ain't shit for that. You know you ain't. Happy forty fifth, baby. So that was that was what that was what I did. That's what I'm talking about. I had the spotlight on and everything when she came in. Like, yeah, happy birthday, that big four five, baby. Boop boop boop. Mm. We roll. Happy forty fifth. So uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, six p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Linnea, uh, DM me your email. Cause we gotta send you some uh some official. Linnea, DM me your email, please. Thank you kindly. Um, so I guess we'd be back next week doing what we do. I ain't even set up a song to go out to. Um, I guess I can find something real quick. Did I mention how much I like that song by A B Undercover? Uh-uh. I like it. I'll play that. So we'll see y'all next Tuesday. Don't forget to uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Cooley and the Gang show. Follow us on all the platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got to get them numbers back up. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace and blessings. Right. Adios. Boy, why are you so undercover? Even the beer.